Welcome in. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We are on the air, and uh, we are broadcasting live. We're here at the Lakers Ice Center. We are out in Sheboygan is where you can find us. If you're in the area, come on by and say hello. We're going to be here until 2 o'clock today, and we're here with our friends from Cunis RV and the Cunis RV Great Midwest RV Show. And uh, I posted some stuff on uh, Facebook. It'll probably pop up here shortly, but uh, good to have you on board. Um, Ben Kenny producing the program, by the way. If you want to get a hold of us, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. In addition to that, you can find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also track Ben down at Ben Z. Kenny over on uh, Twitter as well, at Ben Z. Kenny. You can find him there, and uh, you can find us uh, numerous different ways. You can find us on uh, on Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash the Bill Michael Show. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitch TV. You can find the link over on Twitter. You can get a hold of us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and a Google Podcasts as well. And don't forget about the apps. Uh, if you want to download WOZN, The Zone, out of Madison, you can find us there also. Uh, ben, was yesterday, sporting-wise, in the state of Wisconsin, not one of the ugliest days ever? Oh, it was, yeah, it was bad. I was going to start the show by asking you if you're ice skating. But I figure uh, no. the ice center probably has other things aside from ice skating. Yes, the ice center uh, currently doesn't have any ice. It is uh, all uh, melted out the door, and it is full of RVs, as a matter of fact, as uh, as we sit here today. But, uh, man, oh, man. Uh, yes. Yeah, and then uh, for those who are on the live stream, you can kind of you can kind of see into the ice arena a little bit and uh, see the front setup for uh, Cunis and some of the RVs and and such. But that being said, uh, man, uh, wh- where do you want to begin? Um, is the brewer season over? <laughs> Are they dead? Is it's it time not to push over. the panic button? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say this, though. I can't tell you how many people said, same old brewers, same old brewers, uh, can't hit, timely hitting. They had bases loaded yesterday. Rowdy Telez grounds into an ending, ending, ending double play. They had some opportunities, but for the most part, they just couldn't couldn't string together hits. So, uh, you know, I'm getting a lot of the wash, rinse, repeat from people, and I'm thinking it's one game. It's Remember what I said, though, yesterday when Christian Yelich led off the game and I said, you know, I always hearken back to the, the movie Major League and uh, listening to Euchre say, you can always tell what kind of season it's going to be by the, by the leadoff hitter. And then Willie Mays Hayes does that excuse me. You know, like it tries to get out of a way of an inside pitch, and the bat makes contact. It dribbles down a third base line, and he ends up beating it out, and, and he gets on, and then he ends up getting picked off uh, over at first. So that was kind of the way their season started, but they ended up winning the uh, w- winning the pennant. So the Brewers' first batter yesterday uh, goes down an knee-buckling breaking ball in Christian Yelich, and uh, uh, three strikes, and he's out, and. Uh, it pretty much went that way for the most part the rest of the game. But that being said, the uh, there was not much to write home about. And I, it, what's funny is I'm driving down because I'm going to the Bucks game last night. I'm driving down to the Fiserv, and I'm listening to different shows in the Milwaukee area. As God is my witness, one of the shows said, well, you know, the weather was a factor. <laughs> I just like you're reaching for whatever pile of crap you can pull out of your pants, aren't you? Oh, it was the weather. And I'm thinking, well, that's kind of like when people say, you know, uh, the weather for in a football game, oh, it, it mattered. Unless you're a team coming out of the tip of Miami to 25 below in Green Bay, 
the weather's not much of a factor. It, it you know, everybody's got to play in it. Everybody's got to do their thing in it. You got to hit. You got to catch. You got to pitch. You know, and uh, they're reaching for anything at that. Point. I'm like, you know what? It, it's opening day. They got beat. Call it a day. You move on. You get to the next day. You get to the next game, and so be it. Now, the box stunk. Uh, thanks to Peter Fagan, uh, who came up to the box last night, and I got a chance to sit down and talk with him a little bit, uh, the Bucks president. He's such a gracious guy and, and, and so good to, to so many people down there. And I had a great time. We had a great time in the Mick Ultra Suite, which I had never been in before. And it was really it was really cool. Uh, it was it was really a neat deal. So that was great. I mean, it started off great. We got in there. We sat down in our seats. We're sitting at this little bar that they have up there. And everything's perfect. And you're like, this is great. Now you just want to see this good game. And it was an ass-kicking from pretty much the word go. I think it was maybe two, three minutes in, something like that. And then it was nothing, a whole bunch of nothing. At one point, the Bucks. when I looked up, the Bucks were shooting 15% beyond the arc. I mean, it wasn't like they were, you know, one of – you know, one of six. They were like three of nineteen or three of twenty or twenty-one. I mean, it was it was awful. And had it not been for Giannis just finally just saying to hell with this, I'm just gonna start taking it to the hoop, uh, it, they would have been blown out by fifty easy. And and it was you know, I mean the Bucks basically called the dogs off. The uh, the the Celtics, then they pounded a little bit, uh, and even down to the end. Blake uh, Blake Griffin's such a jag, isn't he? He just is. Uh, but I uh, ended up getting a little testy with uh, Giannis's brother. But uh, I'll tell you this: you look at the record against the Celtics. The only game, the only game the Bucks have beaten the Celtics. I think they're like um, two and five in the last seven or something like that against the Celtics. Against the Celtics, the only game they got this year was the game in which the Celtics basically rested everybody, and that was, I think, February. And and the Celtics rested everybody. I I'll tell you this: I the Celtics just have the ability to outshoot and outscore the Bucks because the Bucks do not play any semblance of perimeter defense. None. They're just going to let you shoot. They're slow afoot, and a team that passes the basketball as fast and as efficient as the Celtics do, Bucks are going to struggle with them in the postseason. I don't doubt that. I think the Bucks are a really, really good team and probably the best team in the NBA overall. But there's always that one nemesis, and that's the Celtics. I don't know if the Bucks are going to be able to beat them. I mean, I hate to be the bucket of cold water early on, and I know people get on me for it about how good they are. But the Bucks got drilled on Christmas Day by the Celtics. They barely beat Malcolm Brogdon and company when they sat damn near everybody in that game in February, and they got beat almost by 50 last night. By 50. By 50. There was no fight in that team at all. By 50. It, it was just, it was terrible. It was an awful game last night. Uh, and then you got uh, one uh, Mr. Davis going into the portal. How much does that matter, Ben? I think it's somewhat expected. Uh, that is Jordan Davis. He wanted Davis. more playing time. Yeah, uh, going into the portal from the Badgers. I mean, yeah. they're going to add a bunch of guys. And with adding guys comes likely a significant drop in playing time. With yeah. what we want this team to be, he probably didn't fit into the consistent rotation going forward. So I think it makes sense for, for both parties. I mean, he could go somewhere yeah. where he'll start and play well. I don't think it fits next year. So it's not all that surprising. 
Yeah, it it's and you know he got he averaged to what about twenty minutes a game, uh, f- five six points a game. It's it's you know he'll go maybe to a smaller school, be a big fish in a smaller pond, maybe hone his skill a little bit more. But you know, I mean, I know people were like, "Oh my God, Johnny Davis's brother's leaving," and it's like, okay, just slow your roll. It's okay. It's. I, you know, you hate to see it because of legacy, but beyond that, you know, okay, don't worry about it. No big deal. Nothing to see here. Move on. And there's no ill will. He just wanted more playing time. It's not like he was mad. He just kind of, I'm sure he sat down with Greg Gard and said, uh, hey, coach, what are your plans? And Greg Gard said, no, uh, not going to get much more play. As a matter of fact, he lost his starting job. Jordan lost his starting job earlier this year. He had a starting job, and he lost it. So I don't see this as some kind of major detriment to the program or for those that want to point a finger at Greg Garden some way, like that's some kind of you know indictment of the program. No, this is just a guy who wanted more playing time, who wasn't getting it, who ended up uh, losing his starting job, wanting to move on. So that's all it is. Nothing more than it. Nothing to see here. So Brewers lose. They're back at it again tomorrow. Uh, and you know what? It's only one game. I'm not concerned about it. No big deal. Uh, the Bucks no losing. Yeah, I know. I know. If, if 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 people are jumping off the bridge, that's one thing. But I, you know, I yeah, I, I just I. And, and the only thing you can do in the month of April is lose your division. You can't win it. You can just stay close, hang on until really the pack begins to separate in one way, shape, or form. That's it. There's nothing more to it than that. I know there's a lot of people that want to read a lot of stuff into it, but it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. It's one game. One game. In a long, long, long... Remember last year they got off to the best start in franchise history. And we all remember how that ended. After they traded Hayter, everything went right down to Quack Crapper and was swirling a bowl. So, I'm, you know, hey, if you lose one and you win the next ten, who cares? I'll take it. Hopefully, they just win the next one. You don't want to start off on some massive losing streak, that's for sure. But hopefully, remember, they they ended up winning, was it, 13 straight going into that Easter break, and then all of a sudden they lost 13 straight. So here we remember a lot of that stuff. Not worried about it uh, at all. I think what, what makes it stink a little more is they got beat by the Cubs. I saw a lot of Cubs fans with the fly the W stuff yesterday. It's opening day. You have every right to get enthusiastic. But as far as being a Brewers fan, I think it's it, 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 it might just be a burr under your saddle a little bit. That you lost opening day and you lost to the Cubs. You come, you know, you get another win, you come back home, get some wins at home, you're good to go. Good to go. I know that's not the narrative you wanna <laughs> you wanna preach, Ben, because uh, I know how you love uh, the uh, the sky is falling. But uh, when it comes to the Brewers and the inability to hit and should they have left Burns in longer and Burns gave up those four runs. and Oh, my God, he he had given up quite a few runs in, in his last couple of outings and Burns has lost it. They needed to get rid of him. And it's like, oh, my God, just just settle. Just settle down, people. It's all good. I agree. So all good. There yeah, is one thing. And this is yes. going to be my confirmation bias just leading to an overreaction after the first day. But there's, okay. there's no way Jesse Winker can hit second on this team. No. In my opinion. And I said that when the lineup came out. It was the one thing that stuck out. The the ceiling, if he hits, it, it, it's amazing. It's a it's a low price guy that you think has a 
has a high ceiling and can contribute. But for the last two years, he has not been a very relevant hitter in the majors. And then he comes right. out over four with three strikeouts. It's like if Yelich is getting on base, you can't have a walking a walking human strikeout right behind him. Right. Yep. No, I completely agree. And that'll all get sorted out as the season goes on. It'll all get sorted out. So we are uh, we are here. We're live at uh, the uh, Cunis RV, Great Midwest RV Show. We're in the uh, Lakers Ice Center. We're in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. And it's pretty easy to find, actually. If you just you know program it in, you're good to go. If you're in the area, you probably know where it is already. Uh, but no ice in here today. Just a whole RVs and campers and travel trailers and accessories and you know, all kinds of good stuff. And already people coming in and milling around a little bit, even though the weather was kind of uh, iffy this morning, specifically in this area, as you get around the peninsula and you start uh, you start uh, up in the foggy area. But the fog's burned up off for the most part. You're going to have a few you know, showers, so why not come indoors? Come on indoors and uh, walk through the uh, Cunis RV, Great Midwest RV show. Uh, compliments of our uh, fine, fine sponsor. That is Cunis RV. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. we got a lot of stuff to get to. By the way, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers' news, none of it. None of it. Did you see, though, what the fan had to say? WFAN in New York. I'll tell you what they said uh, about the Packers. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show. We are on the air. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, don't forget, whether you're walking in and uh, checking out the clean restrooms or you're uh, going in for the milk. They have milk on special right now. $2.99 a gallon. Limit three. Limit three when it comes to uh, uh, our friends over at Quick Trip. And you can, don't forget, to, by the way, use your Quick Rewards card for almost anything. And you're good to go. We are broadcasting live from the Great Midwest RV Show here in uh, the Lakers Ice Center. We're here in Sheboygan, courtesy of our friends from CUNIS, who were just awarded the number one RDV, RV dealership, state of Wisconsin. Just throwing it out there. We're just going with a blanket. Just, you know, pretty much walk in anywhere and everywhere. Just say, yeah, we're number one. You can get it sewn on your underwear. You can get it sewn on a T-shirt, whatever it happens to be. There you go. They just were awarded that off of the customer service satisfaction surveys and stuff for 2022. So uh, now you're walking in. Uh, all 2023, you can hang on to that title and keep the trophy for a long time. Not a bad way to go. And that's another reason to stop out, again, to the Lakers Ice Center here uh, in Sheboygan. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, give us a shout. Um, the, uh, Jason says, you guys get caught up in the, the drama conspiracy. Not really, Jason. Not really. Uh, I don't know specifically what you're talking about. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of storylines that you can look at. But uh, first of all, let me say this. I don't think I've ever in the history of my life seen any episode, much less even a highlight of The View. So if you're watching The View, then and you're going by the comparison of The View, I would suggest you turn off The View. So that way you don't even have a point of reference because that's, uh, that's not what we do, just an FYI. Um, the, uh, this one's from uh, Jacob who says, uh, oh, my God, can anybody bring back Ryan Braun? No, he's done. I know that people had that, uh, that thought last year that maybe, just maybe, 
there could be a Ryan Braun signing, but no, it's not not going to happen. Hey, um, speaking of what WFAN uh, in New York was saying, and, and I don't know if you had it. Ben, did you have a chance to see what uh, FAN or read what FAN was talking about? No. About how the Packers are being completely unreasonable. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I did not. I, you know, I we, we talked, uh, what was it, uh, I think last week we had our buddy Gerard on, and he was giving us kind of that East Coast uh, discussion, so to speak. And there was uh, there was some uh, talk about what's going on and how they're feeling in New York. And, I, it, you know, I, you, you got to think that if the tables were turned, that they would be asking for a first-round draft choice if they had Rodgers and the Packers were only a quarterback away from bringing back the postseason to the fan base. you got to think that's what would happen, that that would be the starting point or more for them to say, hey, we're not going to get hosed on this deal. If you want the, the, the commodity that you feel is going to put you over the top, then you should be willing to pay the premium. And if you're not willing to pay the premium, then don't, don't jump into the ring. And, you know, it's not being unreasonable. And Brian Gutekunst even stated the other day at the owners' meetings that, yeah, we might not get the, that, that uh, first-round draft choice. We're working on it. We're seeing what we can do. There's a lot of different ways to kind of, you know, kind of do this, though. If you want to think about getting the uh, flip-flopping the 13th and the 15th and then taking a, a couple of uh, second-round picks or something to that effect, that's not a bad way to go. If you're the Packers, I, I'd be willing to do that. But what you don't want to do is just walk away with one second-round pick for a guy that, you, you know, the Jets fans are feeling is going to put them not only to the postseason but into a Super Bowl. Why Why would you – you haven't been to a Super Bowl since 1969, and you feel like this is the piece to get you there. You would be willing to pay any premium at all for that at this point. Like, you're in no position to – to begin to quibble about something like that. And we, we discussed that the other day, so I don't want to go through it again, but I just, uh, the, the attitude coming out of the East Coast swing, I guess is the best way to put it, is, is just kind of mind-boggling. It, it's kind of like, you know, hey, you're, you're Wisconsin, you're Green Bay, sit down, shut up, and take what we give you. And it's like, no, not really. I don't think there's any reason to do that. If you're Brian Gutekinds, I mean, not right now anyway. You know, you, you, they'll come to an agreement. Something will happen here. Just wait on it. Something will happen here. In the next couple of weeks, I'm not overly concerned about it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Then you've got to the new mock drafts that are coming out, and uh, where everybody's going to go. Everybody seems to think that C.J. Stroud um, has now become the guy when it comes to uh, the top spot in the draft. Um, you know, and I, there's a lot of conjecture as to what the Packers are going to end up getting. Uh, I've seen the Packers take a tight end. I've seen the Packers take a wide receiver. I've seen the Packers take a safety or a corner. Uh, to me, I've always said, and will continue to say, it's just whatever the whatever the best available is, and it's boring to say it, but whatever the best available is, that's it. Nothing more than that. Just you know, because all, all you're doing at this point in time is you're trying to just stockpile talent, the best talent, to be able to get to. Uh, get all this talent to kind of materialize within the next year or two to really kind of then jump up and as the Packers did years ago with Ted Thompson to be able to kind of jump up and 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 everybody the, the cream all kind of comes to the top together that's just my thought but 
Um, you know, what do I know? Uh, but they've got C.J. Stroud for most going number one, Bryce Young, uh, the quarterback Alabama going number two, and then on down from there. Now, uh, there there's Anthony Richardson, who uh, it seems like the Colts are going to take a quarterback, you would think. And is Richardson going to be that guy? Uh, boy, did you see him get ripped uh, in in memes and such on his pro day, Ben? Getting ripped? No. Yeah. No, I oh, saw him yeah. throw the ball impressively, though. As yeah. I've stated on this show, I, I hate pro days. I hate throwing I, at pro days. I hate right. covering pro days. I just don't think they're important. Uh, the... Uh, uh, the meme was that he couldn't read defenses, he he couldn't throw to open receivers, he couldn't throw into a tight window, and the meme that was on, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was on Twitter or Instagram, one of the two, where he's just tossing, he's just tossing the ball back and forth to an open, uh, you know, to a guy that's just standing about 25 yards away, and they're just tossing the football, and uh, all the knocks on him. You know, completely go away because he's throwing. He, they're just sitting there tossing. It's not like he's you know working out or anything. It's just tossing. So uh, it was it was funny. It was funny that uh, they, they had uh, some of those out there for some of the people that had some knocks on him. I don't know what to make of him to be honest with you. I see. I've seen a lot of people talk about how his pro day was pretty good. Uh, a lot of the scouts said that uh, he he moved really well. He threw the ball really well. His arm strength was there. He had added some strength and added some bulk. Uh, obviously, getting ready for the pro day. So. But I thought that uh, there was this whole, I guess, group of of Richardson dislikers might be the best way to put it, that had him out there on uh, on Facebook or on Twitter or Instagram, one of the three, and had him, uh, you know, kind of some memes making fun of the guy. But I think that uh, who, who do you think is going to be the best quarterback coming out of this draft? Oh, I think it's Stroud, and I don't think it's particularly close. I mean, it obviously has to do with where they go and the coaches and what they're surrounded by. But I think if you if you control for all that, I think it's Stroud. The people that are detracting what Richardson can do is literally anybody that watched him play in college. Right. Because all the highlight plays are there, but, I, I mean, the air mailing of 10-yard passes, 15 yards right. over someone's head. And, like, he could turn out to be great, but I've I watched him too much in college to think that it's all going to be perfect. I... Um... I think Stroud is a, a – I, I just still have this question mark in me about Ohio State quarterbacks. I have had for a long time. And Stroud, I, I he's not the same kind of runner at all that Justin Fields is. It's a different type of quarterback. He's probably more of your prototypical pocket passer. He can move. We saw him run in the national title game even. We saw him take off, and we saw him uh, kind of get them down the field and at least put them in somewhat a position uh, to possibly kick the field goal. Uh, to tie the game up, but uh, or win the game, but uh, it was a terrible play calling. You can't even judge the end of that game for Stroud because the the play calling was absolutely Ryan Day's play calling was awful. It's like they got across the fifty, got across the midfield stripe, and just sat on the football and didn't really try to pick up another fifteen or twenty yards to help out their kicker, who had struggled on the kick. Even though he made it, he struggled on the kick prior to that, and you could see it. And for whatever reason, uh, Ryan Day decided to sit on the football and just think that they were going to be able to, you know, kick a field goal. No, and then he just wound up and tried to way over kick it and just absolutely positively hooked it to the left. And, and that was pretty much the end of their national title hopes. But um, Stroud had moments in the game where he looked really, really good. He had moments in the game where he didn't look good as if they put a lot of pressure on him and confused him a little bit. But um, 
you know, I, I think out of the entirety that is the NFL draft this year, him and Bryce Young, Bryce Young, if Bryce Young was bigger, Bryce Young would be the number one overall. If Bryce Young had about, you know, five more inches of height on him, but he'd be the number one overall. But there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of teams that are shying away from him because of his size. He's not that big a guy. So C.J. Stroud will be the guy. But um, but as the, the best quarterback in the draft, I think the most talent, uh, that ability is Bryce Young. But I think uh, because of his size, he won't get to the same – I mean, even if he goes number two. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think he would be a hands-down number one if he was bigger. Would you agree? Yeah, probably. But, I, I mean, he isn't. Which right. which kind of goes to why Stroud I like him more, just as a yeah. as a pure as a pocket passer as a quarterback. I'm not a big fan of the just because he went to Ohio State he probably won't be good narrative because I I mean they're all different players that have come out of there and they've all right. struggled for different reasons. Is part right. of it that he throws to amazing receivers? Like yeah, but you could say that about Alabama quarterbacks too. You could say it about any quarterback that plays at a big time college. I think he is he is the best pro prospect of any of the guys they've had, probably more so than Fields, who I also love and I think will be good. Um, I, this one's from Marty, who says, at any point in getting Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of Texas Tech, if the Packers could jump up and get him? Um, I, I mean, I like him. You know, are you going to jump up and get an edge rusher when you know you got Rashawn Gary coming back? I don't think you can ever have too many. I mean, if that would be – who you covet and you feel like he's really somebody that's going to fit into your system, then yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that some of the mock drafts have him going to Detroit because they've got him going as high as top five, top six. Um, But uh, if the Packers could get him, yeah. But you put him alongside a guy like Aiden Hutchinson from last year, uh, the sixth-round pick, James James Houston as well, who they had. Um, they, you know, Detroit's very quietly putting together a pretty solid team over there. And if you add some additional edge rushers, which helps that secondary, yeah, um, they're they're going to be pretty solid. But I, yeah, if the Packers could get a guy like that, hell yeah, I'd take him. I'd never a, a top ten pick that that is of of strength position, and, and you believe that that guy can help your team. I have no problem with that, none at all. Don't don't mind that at all. Uh, this is from Jersey Jay, who says, "What about Christian Gonzalez?" Um, the corner out of Oregon, you, you, and again, you can never have too much specialty help. And you, you remember, you got Stokes coming back off the ankle injury, uh, and you uh, are lacking because you lose Darnell Savage, even though you did pick up uh, a safety. But you lost Darnell, or not Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos in the secondary. But you're going to move Savage around a little bit. But you could never have too many good cover cover corners, none at all. So, I mean, right now you've got, what, Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes when he comes back from the ankle injury. Otherwise, you've got uh, Keyshawn Nixon. Uh, you've got uh, Keandre Thomas is another one. Um, and Jair, obviously. Shamar Jean Charles, the, the fifth-round draft choice from a couple of years ago. So you've got some bodies back there. But, oh, yeah, if you, can get, if you can jump up and get a guy that's supposed to go top ten that's going to be a good cover corner, no problem with that at all. None at all. Uh, AC 877-867-1670, broadcasting line. We're here in Sheboygan. If you want to come by and say hi, we're at the Great Midwest RV Show, uh, brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV, who were just awarded, just awarded uh, the uh, the best RV dealership in the uh, in the state of Wisconsin. 
and uh, so many different awards that make them number one. But uh, they are the best. And if you want to come out and take a look around, whether it's a fifth wheel, travel trailer, all the different styles, models, makes, uh, they carry it all. And I, I would say they probably have about 30, 20, 30 uh, RVs and fifth wheels and travel trailers and small ones, antique ones and all that kind of stuff, throwbacks, all inside the ice center. They even have some outside. So if you want to come by and say hi, absolutely, you positively can. Hey, if you're going to go watch the Final Four somewhere this weekend, you want to stop into the social house on Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls, stop over, whether it's for some of the new menu items that they have, the music on the weekends, on Sunday afternoons, catching a Final Four, catching Brewers games, Bucks games, you name it. That's the social house, West Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Stop in and tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon, which uh, if you're going to be heading out on Sunday morning for a terrific breakfast in a good old-fashioned Wisconsin bar, uh, or if you're going to head out for a fish fry tonight, it's almost like you walk through their doors and there's an old-fashioned sitting on the bar for you, waiting for you. Uh, Make sure you stop out to see either place. Uh, Sloppy Joe's on Hubertus in Hubertus. That's just east of Holy Hill or Smoke on the Water on Okachi Lake, Wisconsin Avenue out there, and both of them absolutely tremendous places. Stop in and tell Joe and Alan Hannes and the gang that we said uh, we say hi. Um, let's do this. Let's get to the phones. 877-867-1670. Our buddy and Gerard out on the East Coast calling in. Gerard, how you doing today, man? What's up? Bill, you know, how you doing? You said it all, and you keep saying it and repeat and everything. FAN, you think you, they have a lot of ex-NFL guys doing stuff now. You wonder if they ever played football, these guys. If they have any, You really wonder. The Tiki Barber and Boomer, Esiason, they make these trades up in the whole bit. And the whole thing behind this is if the Packers, let's say they did trade Rodgers for only one second-round pick, you know what they would be saying on FA? Oh, the Packers are stupid. Look what they gave up. They're just dumb. They're it. They're that. The whole bit. This is what they do. This is the game they play over there all the time. And I appreciate Goody trying to stick to his guns and and the whole bit and and trying to get the most that he can. And and it really is bothersome. I don't listen to these shows, but I see it on podcasts and everything else, and I see what they tweet. And this isn't only them. There's some Packer guys that are saying, well, give up a one and get a five and all this other stuff. And I see that nonsense. And it it really is nuts. And I'd like to uh, make a comment on the Bucks. Uh, I- I'm a Celtic fan, okay? I've been a Celtic fan mm-hmm. and a St. Louis Cardinal fan as long as I've been a Packer fan, okay? Now, look, the Celtics, they they played like garbage a lot, the terrible teams this year. They really did, all right? Now, the Bucks, they don't like the Bucks. I'm telling you right now. They really don't like them. Right. And that's why they really – and they almost beat them with the CYO team earlier, too, in this year. Right. Um, so, yeah, they so, only won uh, by – uh, the Bucks only won that game by, like, six, but they struggled with, with basically nobody on the floor. I mean, I think it was led by Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to tell, tell you something. Uh, there's always guys, Bill, and you played – 
for a long time, all kinds of sports and everything. There's always guys that irritate you. And Janice's brother runs his mouth. Okay, I'm not saying with Griffith and all that. Yeah, I'm not saying this is right or wrong or whatever. But there's nothing more irritating than a, than a non-talent. Now, let's agree. The guy's not. He wouldn't be playing in the CYL. He wouldn't be playing in the G League if it wasn't for his brother. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, right. now, those kind of guys, when they start running their mouth and carrying on, they aggravate you. Okay? You, you know, you think you'd have more humility. But this is what, this is what happens. So, you know, like I, like I said, the things that happen there is because the Celtics really don't like them. They really don't. And mm-hmm. that's what, that's why. And, and I don't like today's NBA to begin with. I think the, today's NBA is a joke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I look, I, I think that uh, when you, when you talk about chippiness, uh, there, well, let me say this. One thing, there is always, for whatever reason, there there always seems to be something with it. It's like with Draymond Green, Blake Griffin. There's always something, something that that they do, you know, something that that just kind of kind of gets them, and it, it it's for whatever reason it's it always seems to involve a Blake Griffin, a Griffin or a Draymond Green. So again, last night that happened. I mean, I know Chris Middleton was getting frustrated as well, and things got chippy. So, but I, I agree with you one hundred percent. These two teams do not like each other. And well, last night after the game, I don't know if they showed it. You know, there were some guys. You know, the hugs and the chest bumps and and stuff. But there was probably a majority out of maybe what is it, the uh, fifteen, sixteen guys uh, that uh, the the Bucks fourteen, fifteen guys the Bucks carry. I'd probably say ten of them left the court right away. There was no. No handshake at the end. There was none of that. It was just get up off the bench and go now. Granted, the way the game ended, it was just dribbling out the clock because the Bucks weren't really going to do anything to begin with. But, yeah, those two teams, uh, I, I really look forward to what the postseason is going to hold because it's probably going to come down to an Eastern Conference final with them. You're, and that's the reason the Bucks have to win home court advantage. They have to be the number one seed in the East to keep the home court because I think they're going to need it. I think they're going to need it. Uh, the, the Celtics show no fear. None of the of the Bucks. None. And last night, they were hitting their shots from the outside. They were over fifty percent for most of the game. The Bucks, like I said, at one point they were fourteen, fifteen percent from beyond three, and it wasn't like by a little. I mean, it was by a lot. They stunk by a lot last night. I think they were like three of nineteen or three of twenty, twenty-one, something to that effect. Before they finally started hitting uh, midway through the third quarter, and by then, Coach Budenholzer pretty much pulled everybody. And uh, that's when, you know, you saw other guys starting to light it up. Joe Ingles and Connaughton and Dragic and all those guys uh, started to play a little bit more. But, yeah, last night was uh, last night was a shooting clinic by Boston. And uh, the, the, the lid was on the bucket last night for the Milwaukee Bucks. No doubt about it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us uh, over on Twitter, do it, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can hit us up via email, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Hit us there as well. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show broadcasting live up here at the uh, the Lakers Ice Center. We're in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, for the great Midwest RV show, brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV. Stay tuned. We got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back to the program. We are glad you're with us today. The Bill Michaels Show. We are live. We're here at the uh, the Lakers Ice Center, and uh, we're in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and uh, which is, uh, to, well, this weekend, the home of the Great Midwest RV Show, uh, brought to you by our friends at Cunis and Cunis RV. Go to CunisRV.com. Also, uh, don't forget our friends at J&L Tire and Service Center. They're out in uh, Johnson Creek, and uh, they can even handle uh, trailer tires, as a matter of fact, whether you're a... Uh, a small minivan, or maybe you're going big rig over the road. Whatever it happens to be, they can help you out. They're right there on the Johnson Creek exit uh, at 994 and Highway 26. You can see them just north of the highway or even up in Watertown, and they are the best tire dealer, and they are fantastic. And like I said, whether it's an oil change, tires, brakes, or big rig repair, whatever it happens to be, they can do. Uh, and trust the best and trust people who won are unbelievably honest in the sense that they just get the work done, they get it done as inexpensively as possible, and they do it right. And you can trust them in the sense that they are going to do it right, and they try to get it right and do their best to get it right for you the first time. Very honest about stuff. I love that uh, fact about them. So good stuff from our friends over there at J&L Tire and Service Center uh, out in Johnson Creek and in Watertown. Good, good stuff. 877-867-1670. Um, this is from uh, Mark. Mark says, uh, hey, guys, uh, the uh, wide receiver position can be fortified with running backs out of the backfield. No, it can't. You can have a passing game, but you don't fortify it with running backs out of the backfield. You, you, you just don't. If anything last year taught us, you know, was that you have to have a downfield threat. You have, first of all, <laughs> you got to hit open guys. You know, it, no matter whatever the defense gives you, take it. But if you're gonna if you're gonna back guys out of the box, if you're gonna actually back safeties out of the box and keep corners at bay, then you got to have some sort of a downfield threat. And swing passes out of the backfield on the constant that's not gonna get the that's not gonna get it done. I mean, it'll help you for a little bit, but you still have to have the threat. And if you don't have the threat, then you're in trouble. You know, then you're gonna have to do a lot of things where you're gonna get creative, and that that's where really the onus becomes. Uh, Matt LaFleur more than anything because then it's crossing patterns, rub routes, things like that, inside slant, quick hits where they're very difficult to get off. If you have four down linemen, uh, backers are coming or just holding tight near the line, it's it's hard to get that stuff inside. So I, I no, you can't rely just upon using your your running backs as as wideouts. So as much as I, I get it, you just can't do it, unfortunately. Um, 877-867-1670. I got emails, more emails to get to uh, if you want to chime in. Also today coming up, we're going to talk with Todd Rosiak here in about an hour and ten minutes from now. We'll get his thoughts on Brewers baseball as the Brewers get knocked off yesterday uh, down at Wrigley. And it's one game. I'm not overly concerned about it. It's... You know, you hate to, you hate to lose opening day. You hate to lose to the Cubs, but the combination thereof should not dampen your your spirits regarding the 2023 baseball season. It's one game. Don't worry about it. No big deal. And with this team, you know, now granted, you got to score runs to win games, but with this team, and and the old adage of baseball being you're only as good as your next day starting pitcher, that's fine. You got really good starting pitching. Not worried about that at all either. So you, you should be. You should have pitching that can stop a losing streak and extend a winning streak. Uh, but again, you got to be able to hit the ball pretty consistently and you actually have to play some runs if indeed you're going to win more games. Uh, but they will. They will. I- I'm not worried about it. They will. They'll win games. 
No need, no need to panic. Ben, uh, by the way, Ben, I had a couple of people ask me last night, are you still playing golf this weekend? Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, the forecast uh, doesn't look great, but I was going to say it doesn't look the forecast doesn't look uh, very very beneficial. That's never it? stopped me in the past. Yeah, I'm playing. No, Sunday should be okay. Should be yeah, high 30s, I think. Low okay. 40s. Um, yeah, that's not bad as long as it's not windy. That's supposed I can to be very colder windy. weather. Is it? Oh, well then to hell with it. I'm I'm inside. Ain't going to happen. Not going to do that. Uh, if it's if it's raw and rainy and windy, nah, I'll spend that inside. I'll watch uh, I'll watch on uh, on Saturday. I'll watch the Final Four. I'll watch some baseball Sunday. You've got Bucks basketball. You've got more baseball. I'll, I'll watch all of that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, God love you for uh, wanting to venture out into the uh, into the raw elements, but yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's well. That's, number one, it's the first round of the year. Number two, the excuses are clearly already built in. Right. So we're right. just out there for vibes, nothing else. Just to be able to kind of, you know, maybe sniff the grass, to feel that, to smell that smell. Is that what you're going out there for? No, I got a new golf sweatshirt. I I got <laughs> okay. shoes kind of recently. <laughs> it's a big day. I, I remember when I was a kid and uh, my dad would take me down to Cook Sporting Goods, which was the place to go in Cincinnati. And he would take me down and uh, about every two years, three years, we'd go down and get a new ball glove. And get a new like first baseman's mitt or a regular glove, and it was always about eh, maybe this time of year or just a little bit earlier, maybe the beginning of March. And I'd go down there and I'd get the glove, and all I would do is sit in the house, look out the window, and I'd throw a baseball into the glove. You know, I throw a rubber rubber ball against the wall in the basement, just over and over, anything to break the glove. And it just it, it's just you couldn't wait to get outside and like catch a fly ball out of the air. You know, something that was coming at you a little bit harder than what you were throwing it off the wall in the basement and a rubber ball. You wanted a you wanted a hard ball. You couldn't throw a hard ball against the wall. Mom would scream because it kept kept knocking in the house. She she would scream. Plus we were gonna bust the bricks. So you couldn't wait to get outside. I get the sense that that's kind of your feeling right now. You can't wait to get outside, try the new golf shoes, put on the new golf sweater, shirt, jacket, whatever, and uh, and swing the clubs. That's probably where yeah. you're at right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, I don't. I don't think many people care. Uh, well, ESPN Steve just uh, gave you a public service announcement. He said, "Hey Ben, just to let you know, Dunham's having their yearly croc sale, twenty five percent off." And I have to admit, I did see that. I was in Dunham's the other day. I was picking up some more weights for the uh, the weight bench that I just bought. And I did see that right down the middle, uh, all types, colors of all types, logoed Crocs, camouflage Crocs, Crocs of all, Crocs, 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 Crocs of all types, uh, right down the middle of Dunham. So and I, I was going to take a picture of it, and I thought, ah, I'm not going to go there. But Steve did. Steve, you're the man. Well, uh, I don't let's do need the... Crocs. Because <laughs> I People are all, are you reading the live stream? No. Yeah, Jason's like, hey, don't forget your Crocs. Steve's telling you, don't forget the Crocs. Throw up. (laughs) All right, man, we got one hour now. We got three more yet to go. Stay tuned. We are broadcasting live out here at the Lakers Ice Center. We're in Sheboygan. It's the Greater RV, uh, Great Midwest RV Show. Brought to you by our friends at Cutis RV. Just named the number one RV dealership in the state of Wisconsin. Stay tuned. We got more coming up right after this.